Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we're talking about clean eating. So if you are somebody that would describe their diet as quote unquote clean eating, or maybe you've done clean eating in the past, you probably are going to be interested in today's episode. So back when I used to do beach body coaching and meal replacement shakes, this was when my son was born. And when I got pregnant with my daughter, this was back in 2014, 2015. And I would describe my diet as quote unquote clean eating. And there's nothing wrong with any of this. There's nothing wrong with beach body coaching, real replacement shakes, clean eating, if that's your jam. But it didn't get me the results I wanted. It did help me lose the baby weight after my son. But like I said, I never got the results I wanted. I wanted to look toned. I wanted to have muscle definition. And ultimately, I wanted to look like I worked out and like I could kick somebody's ass if I needed to, which is funny because granted, I've, I've never been in a physical fight. But you get what I'm saying. I wanted to look fit and I wanted to have muscle definition. And unfortunately, I was banging my head against the wall doing clean eating and it wasn't getting me the results. And it was making me frustrated because I thought I was doing what I supposed to do to get those kinds of results. And it was, like I said, it was just really frustrating. I cut out all processed foods. I had no junk food, no sugar, no carbs, you know, unless it came from a fruit or a veggie or some whole food source like oats. So why was I not seeing my body transform? If anything, honestly, I lost the body. I lost the the baby weight from my son. And then I just stayed the same. I plateaued. And so if you are someone who quote unquote eats clean like I was, but isn't seeing the results you wanted, then today's episode is definitely going to be for you. And what I wanted to share with you today is some of those big ahas I had when I realized why clean eating was not the solution to transform in my body and share with you what was the solution. Plus, Let's let's even talk about what clean eating means. Like, what the hell does it mean anyway, right? And I'm kind of making this um, as a joke because it's like when you ask somebody what is clean eating, a lot of people have different, they'll say different things. So I went ahead and looked it up, and this is what the definition of clean eating is when I looked it up. It says clean eating is a fad diet based on the belief that consuming whole foods and avoiding convenient foods and other processed foods offer certain health benefits. Variations of the diet may exclude gluten, grains, and or dairy products and advocate the consumption of raw food. Yep, that's what I was doing. I was basically doing a paleo diet when I was like, quote unquote, clean eating, right? And I want to set the record straight because I really have nothing against clean 
eating in the sense of eating more whole foods and avoiding processed foods. And actually, majority of uh, my diet comes from whole foods, 80% or plus. And that's what I recommend when I work with clients is that about 80% of your diet come from whole foods. But there is a couple of issues that I do have with clean eating. And you know what? I'm going to say how it is because I was there and I was that person. So a lot of this is also speaking uh, from personal experience. And this is also speaking from the experience of working with many women that have been in my position that I'm going to explain with you uh, when it comes to clean eating and um, how that was like holding them back. And a lot of it is, as you're going to see, some of it does have to do with some mindset. So let's talk about those two big issues that I do have with clean eating. And the first issue has to do with what it stands for. The word clean itself. It makes it sound like if you're not eating quote unquote clean, that you're eating in a way that's dirty or bad. And so I have a really big issue with categorizing food as good or bad and how that reflects in how we view ourselves for the type of foods we choose to eat. And just because you eat something bad or some junk food doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you did something bad. So that was part of a one big part of the thing that I had an issue with clean eating is that it kind of makes it seem like if you're not eating clean, then you're eating bad and then you did something bad and then we feel bad about ourselves. And I know this because I'm someone that struggled with eating disorders. So I know this all too well. To be honest, when I was clean eating, um, this was even before I got pregnant with my son. I had been doing this for a while for health reasons. I was eating paleo, um, but I developed this kind of um, unhealthy relationship with food in the sense that I, everything had to be like super clean. So where I lived, they're basically in the middle of nowhere, South Texas, <laughs> near the border. There was no health food stores. There's no whole foods. There was no, I mean, organic, like that was maybe far and in between. I don't even think at the time in our little grocery store, we had anything organic. Um, so I would travel. This is how bad it got, guys, mentally. I would travel two hours to go to Whole Foods. That was the nearest Whole Foods in San Antonio, Texas. And I would buy my quote unquote clean food and... Um, I would have also food anxiety when it came to social situations because I couldn't control the food and I didn't know where it came from. So I wouldn't eat the food there. And it just, it was a lot of mental stress. And I really believe wholeheartedly that if we are making a healthy lifestyle in general, when it comes to food, that includes mindset too, guys. Health includes mindset. And so if you have an unhealthy relationship with food, um, on the outside, right, my relationship looked really good with food. I was making all these great food choices. I was eating pretty much all organic. Um, I was eating no processed food. So from somebody looking on the outside in, it looked like I had a really good relationship with food, right? I was really healthy. But on the inside, I was not mentally healthy, as in the sense of like my relationship with food, right? And so that is the biggest issue that I personally had with clean eating. And I, I'll be honest, guys, I'm an all or nothing person. A lot of the women that I work with have an all or nothing mindset. And so I know this is probably going to speak to you in the sense of like, if you're going to do something, you get a little bit all in cons like consumed with it. And that's what happened with me. I got really consumed to this clean eating. And um, not only did my mental health suffer, but now I wanted to talk about the second issue that I have with clean eating, which is it's just not the 
clean eating alone is not the whole image. Um, it's not the thing that's going to get you your dream body. I'll just say it like that. All right. It's um, and not what I had an issue with is I didn't fully understand how body recomposition worked, which is gaining muscle and losing body fat and transforming my body. I did not fully understand at that time how nutrition played a part in that. I thought it was all about eating healthy, eating low carb, um, and and it's like and not eating processed food. I thought that in itself was going to help me to gain muscle and to lose fat, and that if I ate processed foods, that it was going to make me gain weight. It was going to make me fat, right? So this is where the second part of of this went wrong. And, you know, I want to say this as a caveat, like I do have a saying, a healthy body is a sexy body, right? Hence why I do recommend 80% of your diet does come from whole foods because it's important to have your body work for you and not against you, especially when we're trying to transform our body. But it isn't the whole picture of what is required nutritionally to gain muscle, and to lose body fat. And I keep saying body uh, recomp, and if you're not sure exactly what that means, you want to learn more about that, last week ep- last week's episode is a really good one to check out. I talked about weight loss versus body recomp or toning and how traditional weight loss tactics are actually sabotaging you if you're trying to get toned, if you're trying to gain muscle, if you're trying to lose fat, get muscle definition. There's a lot of things that are sabotaging you if you're going about following a lot of these weight loss ta- uh, tactics that you see online, you hear from people, you hear in the weight loss industry. So you really want to check that one out. If you are somebody that is struggling to um, gain muscle and lose body fat. So let's get back to today's episode. So it's really misleading to say all you need to do is eat healthy and eat clean, right? It goes deeper than that. It, it, it goes into calories and macronutrients. They do matter when it comes to body recomp. And even more, this is such a custom approach. This is why I do macro counting. This is why I'm a macro counting coach, because I help women body recomp. And you cannot body recomp. I, I'll say, you know what? I'm not going to say you can't. What I'm going to say is... If you are not using macro counting and custom macros for you, not some cookie cutter macros, um, it's like playing Russian roulette with your results. It's going to be a hit and miss. And more than likely, it's going to be a miss. And so it really matters um, in the sense of what I help women do that I am giving them a custom approach that is it's for them and I and it's now I wouldn't say I wouldn't say felt proof because you have to adhere to it but if you do adhere to it you're going to get results right and so this is the part the second part that really made a difference for me when I um when I started transforming my body and actually started gaining muscle. And even though I was exercising, I was eating clean, I wasn't gaining the muscle that I wanted. I wasn't getting that muscle definition. Um, I wasn't even at the body percentage that I wanted to be at. I didn't have the six pack abs. I didn't, you know, not to say that that's part of my big goals now. I mean, I do care about looking strong and having muscle definition. I just don't care as much about having six pack abs as I used to. Um, but that's totally another conversation. Um, but when I give this piece to other women as well, this is what clicks because this is why when I first started becoming a personal trainer, when I first got my nutrition certs, my personal training certs five years ago, 
Um, I used to be like, okay, I'm going to help women with everything. And I can. I can do all that stuff when it comes to weight loss. And I was just like, I'm focused on weight loss. And then I started to learn more about the woman that I want to work with and the woman um, that, you know, really is on the path of what I wanted to help her do, which is really body recomposition was gaining muscle and losing fat. And that's what I was obsessed with with myself. And so it was really easy to get obsessed about that for other people as well. And the more I started learning about this, the more I started realizing the missing piece for that was nutrition. And then even more so that it was macro counting and that was a solution. And not only that, so we have that solution, right? But learning to take it a step further and how can we make macro counting something that fits our mom lifestyle? Because that's truly what I learned over the last five years to do for myself. And that's what I help my clients do as well. And doing macro counting in that way of making it a lifestyle and not this quote unquote like bodybuilder uh, macro counting plan. That was the the real part of making it a lifestyle because the lifestyle means that's just how you live your life. Right. And to be realistic as a mom, a lot of even weight loss diets in general just don't fit our mom life. It, it makes means you're having to cook separate meals. So the missing link for me and for many women has been you know, macro counting, having a custom macro counting approach, because it is based on you on your body composition on your goals, on your activity level. It's based on where your metabolism is where your maintenance calories current currently are. This is what I help women do. Uh, and then, you know, taking that and and running with it and actually getting these results, but in a way that is worse with your life, right? And so that is really where the macros for mom method has been born. That's what I teach women to do, right? Um, And so that was really the missing part. And so if you are somebody that's clean eating, I want to put some of this into perspective for you because I always like to give examples. I like to, every time I do a podcast, I really think about what can I tell this woman that's really going to hit home for her and really give her those aha moments and make it tangible. I hate when I listen to podcasts and they ramble on about this and that and they the title was good, but there was really no meat to it. There was like, there's not, I, I feel like I got jibbed, <laughs> you know, jibbed or whatever you say. Um, and I don't want, I want every episode that I make for you to leave with like, really feeling like you understand the concept and you got something out of it. So when I started learning to macro count, this is what really gave me some big aha moments was when I started comparing some of these clean eating foods, like some of these foods that I had on my list of like, these are clean foods and these I can have these foods. And then when I started comparing their macronutrient content to the content of these foods that I had labeled bad, (laughs) I had labeled like, if I ate that, oh my gosh, I did horrible and I'm going to get bad. (laughs) Because I didn't understand. I just thought it was good food versus bad food. I didn't understand macronutrients in the food. And when you macro count, just on a short little note, is you get a number of protein a number of carbs and a number of fats and grams that you can eat a day. And those macronutrients make up the calorie content in your food. So calories do 
play a part in it as well. But it's more than just calorie counting. It's where those calories coming from as far as macronutrients, your proteins, your fats, and your carbs. So then I started to relieve food labels and I started to see food as macronutrients, right? So I started taking that whole lens of good food versus bad food and it made food more neutral is what it did. And this is exactly why it made it more neutral. So I'm going to share with you guys some macros for certain foods. And if you don't really understand macros or like that, don't worry, I'm going to talk you through this so that it makes sense. And you're going to still get the concept of the of what I'm trying to teach you here. So I love when I come when I compare macronutrients and foods to show people like to demonize or like, I don't know. I cannot think of the word I'm trying to say to neutralize food is what I'm trying to say right because we think like ooh, these processed foods are bad right it's gonna make me really fat if I have like for example a Snickers bar right what if I told you that you could eat a Snickers bars every day and you can lose weight and you're probably like what the hell like that makes no sense and actually there is a girl that I like to follow her name is so so he Lee and she's a really awesome person to follow. And she used to be a competitor, uh, like a bikini competitor. But that's not why I like her. I like her because she actually doesn't do that anymore. And she's, I think she's getting her doctorates in like food psychology. And she makes a, a lot of really cool points about um, our relationship with food. And she's really knowledgeable, right? But the point of the story is when she used to be a bikini competitor, she did this experiment to show people um, that, and she did this publicly. I don't know if you can find it. it. Might be like it's called the Snicker Bars experiment, and then maybe type in like So He Lee. Um, she ate one Snicker Bars a day, like leading up to her competition prep, or her, during her competition prep, up to her competition to go on stage in a bikini competition and she looked awesome and I don't know I can't remember if she placed or what she did great though she looked great and she ate a snicker bars every day because she was able to make it fit in her macros and so I thought there was an awesome story that proves right um, another story that I use with people to prove like um, weight loss there's these weight loss stories we have in our heads that really are sabotaging us just like the whole you shouldn't eat after 7 p.m or you're gonna get fat like guys after millie was born and i had six pack abs in a year i did that religiously eating dinner at 9 30 10 p.m because that's when my husband came home that that's a myth so we have these concepts and these stories in our head they're actually sabotaging us because we don't fully understand how nutrition is playing a part in our body and 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 how not only that in general but for our own bodies that's why i love macro counting it's learning how things work for your own body so going back to this whole um really big aha moment for me i started doing reading food labels so snickers bar <laughs> let's go back to snickers bar i like comparing things to a snicker bars not just because that little side story i told you about sohee lee but because um, it's a really good comparison to some healthy foods that really puts it in perspective. So a Snickers bar is 220 calories, okay? This is in 29 grams of carbs, 11 grams of fat, and 4 grams of protein. That is the macros for one Snickers bar. So let's make some comparisons. So I'm thinking of foods that when I used to eat, quote unquote, healthy, that I thought were like, this is healthy. And if I ate um, 
if I ate this, I was doing good. If I ate a Snicker bar, I would gain weight, right? So let's keep in mind, Snickers bar, 220, ca- 220 calories, 29 grams of carbs. Guess what has about the same amount of carbs, guys? One banana. <laughs> One banana has 27 grams of carbs. It's only two grams difference. That's only um, eight calories difference in grams in carbs, okay? Um, another good example is organic maple spice oatmeal from H-E-B. If you are from Texas, you definitely know what H-E-B is. I love H-E-B, by the way. I feel bad for you guys if you're not in Texas and don't have access to an H-E-B. But one packet of H-E-B organic maple spice oatmeal is 30 grams of carbs. It actually has more grams of carbs than a Snickers bar. Right. But if you were to look at this and you had a clean eating mindset, you'd be like, oh, that oatmeal is uh, way better for me. And that Snickers bar is going to make me gain weight. And let's OK, let's be honest, guys. Of course, the the oatmeal is healthier than a Snickers bar. Right. But once again, coming back to this mindset of balance and this really helped me to neutralize food so that I could have more food freedom in my life when I started realizing the macronutrient content of food and how it compared to other foods. And so another good example is a McDonald's ice cream cone. Like, you know, you go and get your kids a kitty cone. Sometimes I get one too. Uh, And that has 27 grams of carbs. And that oatmeal packet has more grams of carbs than that ice cream cone or that Snickers bar, right? But we in our heads just, you know, we, we just think that oh my gosh I ate this ice cream cone I'm I'm fat (laughs) you know and not necessarily maybe if that's all you ate all day right um but having those kinds of things here and there in moderation and making it work with your macros for the day it is you're still going to get great results you're still going to be on track and mentally it helps you I've seen it it helps people adhere to their macros when they do get to have some food freedom in there and guess what that's called that's called life guys Food is part of life. And I'm, I'm telling you, if, if I have to give up all the foods that I love in my life because I am a big freaking foodie, then I, I mean, that's not a diet for me. That's not realistic. And that's not mentally healthy for me either. Um, let's do some other examples. Um, the Snickers bar had 11 grams of fat. Okay. 11 grams of fat. You know what else has about the same amount of fat in it? Um, one of those Chobani flip yogurts actually you know what i'm talking about they're actually really good (laughs) it has like the little side compartment you flip all the good stuff in the yogurt and you mix it up and we all know that yogurt especially greek yogurt is high in protein right it's good so there's protein in there so we're like oh yeah i'm eating really healthy because there's a lot of protein and this is going to get me to lose weight when actually that chobani flip yogurt has more calories than a snickers bar it has 230 calories snicker bar has 220 has 25 grams of carbs in the yogurt. The Snickers bar has 29. The Chobani has 10 grams of fat. The Snickers bar has 11. And then the rest of the calorie content comes from the protein. It has more protein than Snickers bar, of course. But when you're looking at the scheme of macro counting, it's basically the same thing <laughs> in macros. And so um, I hope that really puts it in perspective. Let me give you one other example. This is something that really blew my mind because when I was eating healthy, quote unquote healthy, right? Clean eating. um, 
I was a troll makes fanatic. So I'm like, oh, there's nuts in here. There's fruit, right? It's dry fruit, but it's fruit. <laughs> and I would always have a bag of it in my office when I worked in the old field and I was an office manager. I had it there. And I would just throughout the day get a couple, I would take a couple of handfuls here, a couple of handfuls there. And I don't know if you've ever looked at the nutritional content on trail makes and then looked at the serving size it's really freaking sad it's it's just about as sad as if you were to actually measure out a serving size of cereal um but it is it's really sad and it's like a third of a cup right but who actually really eats that when we're eating trail makes it's more like honestly like a cup and a half to a cup i could easily eat more than that like um and so that's something i never looked at i never looked at serving size i was just eating quote unquote healthy and then when I started looking at service sizings and putting it in perspective, this one really hit home because I was eating a lot of trail mix, right? And it was way more calories than eating junk food. Um, so for example, half a cup of organic trail mix, once again, HEB version <laughs> brand, is 300 calories, 22 grams of carbs, 20 grams of fat, and 12 grams of protein. Now, if you're doing the keto, right, you're doing keto, even that is not keto friendly, 22 grams of fat, right? I mean, uh, 22 grams of carbs with the 20 grams of fat. <laughs> so that doesn't even work for that. But when you are doing macro counting and for body recomp, you're doing what is called a moderate. Like it's the way that I teach is very moderate. Everything's protein, fats and carbs, a very moderate amount. So, you know, for me personally, if I am trying to, I'm trying to think what the range of fats usually when I do macros for women, about 40 grams to 70. It depends. It depends on it depends on you. It depends on a lot of things. But 20 grams of fat, like in a serving of trail makes that half a cup, that could be half that could be like half your your gram fats for the day right there. And I'm pretty sure I was eating even more than half a cup. So I was like overeating my fats right there. Um and so that in itself really put in perspective, this is a reason why, to be honest, I don't really keep trail mix in the house because it's one of my kryptonite foods. I have a problem. It's a trigger food. Um, and so I just don't keep it because it's really hard for me just to eat a little bit. Um, so yeah, so I hope that really put things into perspective as far as when you're looking at the macros of food. Um, it's, you know, a lot of us, when we think of macro counting, if we're not familiar with macro counting is, we think it's another fad diet. We think that it's really constrictive or, or it's, um, it's going to be a hard diet to do. That's I think a lot of women have uh, this mindset that it takes a lot of time and it's overwhelming and it's frustrating. And yes, there is a learning curve, um, but we miss the mark in not realizing the benefits of going through that learning curve because it is a skill for life, guys. You don't have to track your food forever. And honestly, even tracking food doesn't take that long. It's like 10, 15 minutes of my day total it, it takes for me to track my food when I'm tracking it. And I don't even track my food all the time because I don't have to. If I'm in maintenance, I can look at a plate of food nowadays and I can know more or less what is in the macros content of that plate. And that has come with time of me putting in the effort and me, me learning this and reading food labels and doing this. So now I can reap the benefit, right? Like I, um, have the benefit of now intuitively macro counting. So I never have to worry about when I want to dial things in and I want to reach certain goals. Like I have a skill for life that I can fall back on and I know exactly what I need to do to get back on track and to reach this goal. And 
that is something that is so empowering. And that in itself gives me flexibility and freedom in my food because now it also helps as a tool that helps me to see food in a more neutral way instead of good food versus bad food. And then I labeling myself if I, I binge on the weekend or I go overboard. And it's it is really easy to binge and go overboard when you don't have some type of boundaries. And we think of boundaries, um, even routines as being constrictive as is being like uh, or restrictive, right? But it really isn't. It can in the right ways, it can give you freedom and flexibility because you know what your limits are and you know where to stay in this. You don't feel out of control around food. Um, so it's something as somebody, if you have ever been somebody that struggled with eating disorders, if um, and I'm not saying that this is going to be the case for everybody, but for me and women I've worked with, it actually has, macrocounting has been a very helpful thing to help me to overcome that mindset of, of uh, eating, disordered types of eating. Um, so it really is a, a great tool. Um, and it really is, if you're looking for something nutritionally to reach that body recomp, this is going to, that's going to be the answer for you. It's really going to come down to that. And I would take it a step further and not just any way of macro counting, but a way of macro counting approach that is for moms, that was made for moms. And that's my macros for moms approach. Um, if, if you are interested in learning more about it, that's what I do with women. And I help them through that process. And I do one-on-one coaching. I do accountability coaching. And if you are not ready to fully jump into something like that, you just want to like kind of dip your toe in the waters, I do offer a kickstarting macro counting course. It is in the show notes. It, just go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. And it's everything you need to kickstart a macro counting lifestyle, including how to do your custom macros. So I walk you through the same approach that I do when I do nutrition consults or when I work with uh, women one-on-one to do their custom macros. So I teach you how to do that process as well as get you started with some really, it's my uh, 30 of my favorite macro-friendly dinner recipes that I use with my family. And they are also in the My Fitness, uh, my Fitness Pal database. If that's what I recommend to use whenever you're doing macro counting is that app. And so it makes it really easy to keep up with a food diary. And not only that, but eating with your family, because that's a big value of mine is in the reason why I teach macro counting is because I think as women, we should be eating dinner with our family. Not to say that every single thing I eat, my family eats, but the main course we do and majority of the time we do when we make it work, I am not about to cook. I'm not about that life cooking all these separate meals. And I think it's really important um, to set exam- uh, set positive examples, right, of with food for our children, especially our daughters. So if you're interested in that course, like I said, momisthenewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. If you're interested in going further than that, reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook, Jessica Nicole May, or you can find me on Instagram, momisthenewstrong, or you can just email me just at momisthenewstrong.com and I'll get back with you. But that is all I have for you guys on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave me a five-star review and let me know what you like about the podcast so I can continue doing more of that because the podcast is for you. It is not for me. And take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, a mom friend. And yeah, I would really appreciate it. But for now, like I always say, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now, guys. 
Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome that I wanted to share with you. I just put together a Macro County mini course. And so if you are a mom who's ready to kickstart your Macro County lifestyle, but you're confused on where to start, then I made this just for you. I'm gonna show you how to do your own custom macros using the same approach I use my clients, plus step-by-step videos on how to track your food using MyFitnessPal, how to accurately measure out your food, how to track alcohol, how to make fun foods like eating out or eating cookies with your kids, work with your macro, and it also includes an introduction to my macros for mom method, which is a laid by laid back step-by-step approach to macro counting that takes out all the overwhelm. And it shows you how to make macro counting fit into your mom life. All of this plus an amazing bonus, which is access to 30 plus of my own personal macro friendly dinner recipes that are all in my fitness pal database. So what it does, this does is actually makes it really easy to keep a food diary. And it also gets you to stop cooking yourself separate dinners and to start seeing results while eating with your family. All of this greatness for just a one-time payment of $47. And you can get all the details at www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. The link is also in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this to you guys. So here's to helping you kickstart your macro counting lifestyle in a way that works with your mom life and not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around.